Hello and welcome to a new week, another edition of the Gaming Tadpole, back with Patrick here from the Land Cave. Cable? I said the Land Cave. No, it's the Land Cave. Right name. Uh, oh, oh, I thought it was no. the Land Cable. No, it's the Land Cave. I said, I also said the land cave, <laughs> so I, that's where I was getting Yeah, it's, uh, like, that it's like a man cave. Or, yeah, it's or, like but, a geeky man cave. Yeah, we're the land yeah. cave. Yeah. D does, uh, d or, uh, does, uh, um, uh, Whitney know about, uh, the land cave and, oh, and yeah. this too? Oh, yeah. Or? I mean, I've been doing, I've been in the yeah. land cave for, uh, over four years. Uh, it, well, we rebranded it from oh, wow. something else, but I've been doing land cave, I guess, for... Uh, a year and a half under that brand, but three and a, like three and a half under a three uh, as the other. But yeah, Whitney knows about uh, about all that. She uh, yeah she she doesn't join in uh, as much, but uh, but yeah she yeah she's a gamer, so she knows what knows what we're doing, and then you know listens in every now and then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna That's tell her cool. about the gaming right. news anyway, so she's like, you know, <laughs> she's like, if I li I can listen to you, sure, but you're gonna tell me anyways. <laughs> Well, maybe you could maybe you could to let her know what we got mm -hmm, about this mm -hmm. show. Which today on the gaming tadpole, uh, we actually got some pretty interesting topics. Now, of course, I always like to talk about game impressions and game reviews. And since we got Ghost of Tsushima coming up in July, I thought we'd take a look at the very first uh, game that was developed by uh, Sucker Punch that I actually played through and beat. Uh, that would be Rocket Robot on Wheels. Now, a lot of people don't know about that game, and I'll even get to why. But that was the that was the start, uh, the origin, actually, of Sucker Punch. Before they went with Sony, they actually worked for Nintendo. So that's an interesting little thing to get into. And then, uh, also, I uh, got to talk about Island Saver, a game that I've just adored the heck out of and also a very good cleanser for uh elder scrolls blades the last free game that we talked of and ripped to shreds is not a good game uh so this is and that, that i need to talk about this because not only is it great but this is how you do free to play or in my opinion a little bit but so those are the two games and then we got to talk about PETA. PETA kind of jumps back in now and then to uh, get really upset about something happening in gaming. And it's not really anything new, but the latest one... And also another thing I have to say about PETA's weird relationship with the gaming industry. But the latest one being with Animal Crossing. Uh, they've got beef with that <laughs> fishing minigame. So, uh, it, that will be something to talk about. And that's kind of what we have on the show. And, I mean, there's not a lot of big news uh, coming, at least as of now. I did wrote about, I, I did write about uh, uh, The Last of Us 2 getting banned in the Middle East. So, you know, you can go check that out. I put that on uh, Pond's Press at Facebook and Twitter and all that. Uh, and that was my latest write-up. So, I don't need to get into that because I already went into that. Uh, and, that, I mean, there's, there's like, a Sherlock Holmes game got announced. I never played any of the Sherlock Holmes game. Did you play any I've, of the I've Sherlock Holmes I've played a couple. Um, and they were, okay. and they were uh, inconsistent in the quality. But I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of, like, mystery games. And, like, uh, you know, I loved, like, L.A. Noir and a lot of games like that where... You know, you you leave it to the player to figure out the you know the who done it kind of aspect. So I love that stuff. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's coming out later this year. They had, I think they had an announcement trailer for that, but I mean, maybe I, I, I don't know what's coming out in, because it's saying that's coming, or they said it's coming out for both current gen and next gen mm-hmm. platforms. So I assume this will be out around November, somewhere next year. Uh, I mean, that depends on what it's competing with, because th- there are more games coming out than we realize. <laughs> uh, th- like, just a couple months before, we thought that after April, then it's just going to be a drought, just like yeah. movies. But no, where movies are just kind of, you know, getting to that drought, game games just keep on pour- mm-hmm. pouring in. There are games that, I mean, people don't even know about, like the Chex Mex remake, uh, or the Chex Quest. Uh, had got just recently had a remake, and that'll be something I have to talk yeah, about next no week. But uh, yeah, it, it came out recently. They did a full blown remake of the Chex Quest <laughs> game back from back in the day. So their games just coming out there, and it's free too. So they're and on Steam. So yeah, you know, there's no shortage of gaming. To yeah, talk tons about, tons so. of games. I mean, and there's and this is this is an interesting transition for us to, from the current gen to next gen because. Uh, we only know of one exclusive to PS4 that will not be on PS. Uh, sorry, PS5 that won't be on PS4. There are zero exclusives to Xbox Series X that will not be on Xbox Xbox yeah. One uh, for at least they said a year to eighteen months. So it's this weird transition of we're getting next gen consoles, but the games we're getting are not next gen yet. So it's it's a weird situation. Yeah, I, I I mean I even uh, I reserve my judgment to even how good those next gen games are gonna look like until I actually see sure actually play it. Uh, well, and, so and to me I, I gotta I mean, wait. I, I'm yeah. I'm thinking we're gonna have to wait two years if not longer into the cycle of those next gen games because the people who are building games right now uh, that will come out say next year and you know 2021 2022 they're still building with this current set of Unreal. They're still building with current uh, models. And a lot of them are coming out on PS4 and PS5. So you're not going to get a full-on next-gen experience until I'd say halfway through 2022 is when we're going to start to see. We may see some first-party stuff really shine, but we're not going to see it really really, uh, take into account a lot of the power of this stuff until halfway through it's or not halfway through probably a quarter of the way through the the life cycle of the console which is really weird um I, i'm just waiting for first party games to really take advantage of it and we're not going to get those very uh, as much as we would hope usually consoles launch with a, with quite a bit we'll of see. first party or not not necessarily first party but exclusive games the switch the switch was like everyone said oh this is mediocre because it launched with was it six games on the switch it, i think it actually launched with uh probably yes probably like yeah. three or six exclusives but 25 in total okay. and most of them are actually ports of yeah. games that, so, uh, so we're talking yeah, about so. say three to six exclusives and 25 ports and people said that was anemic now we're getting to ps5's launch and Xbox Xbox Series Series X will have zero exclusives. They'll all be ones you can play on your Xbox One as well as Series X. So, like I said, it's just a weird time because we 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 have to we have to front load all of our judgments with well, here's the reason. Well, here's this other reason, and then then hopefully we'll get to see some really cool stuff coming out, you know, uh, later on in the life cycle. But yeah, I reserve I reserve judgment for a while. But I am gonna pre-order PS Five. 
Yeah, I mean, in fact, uh, they just came out and said there might be a uh, uh, Jack and Daxter reboot as a launch title for the PS5. So if that's that cool. is true, then that's it's actually kind of cool. cool. Uh, I, I mean, it'll probably not be Naughty Dog for sure, uh, but whoever is working on a Jack and Daxter reboot yeah. or remake, they, they said it's not going to be one of those, you know, HD ports. It's actually a straightforward, uh, you know... A return of Jack and Daxter, and along with Sly Cooper. Apparently, they're saying that too. Although I love Sly Cooper, love with Sly the Cooper, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which you know what? To segue into our show, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Sucker yeah. Punch. Which yes, they worked on Sly Cooper, they worked on Infamous, and they got uh, mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima arriving July seventeenth. Before all that, the interesting thing was they originally started from working with Microsoft. And then when things didn't work out for them, they actually formed a company called Sucker Punch, as we know today. And they worked on a prototype uh, for... They wanted to build physics in in, Mm -hmm. uh, games, or uh, work physics in games. And uh, it eventually led to their first title, which was... Rocket Robot on Wheels, a physics-based platformer, which there we didn't see a lot of them back in the 90s, and so it's actually kind of an innovation of what they did with that game, uh, which just released in 1999, exclusive to the Nintendo 64. And with this, uh, you, I mean, your main character, his name is Rocket, he's a robot on a wheel, and it takes place in this little uh, theme park, this little uh, attraction, where you have uh, two people butting or two people butting heads, they used to work with each other, and now one is trying to take over everything and you know cause evil havoc. The funny thing is, these two characters—they're uh, both a raccoon and a hippo. <laughs> which, if you kind of uh, know from uh, uh, Sly Cooper, then eventually the the antagonist of this game. Uh, pretty much became the protagonist of the the Sly Cooper games because these these characters like you when you look at them they look very similar to Sly uh, who's the hippo uh, sidekick's name no, from the Sly remember. Cooper I'll talk about oh shoot yeah. well uh, okay well anyway uh, they look very similar uh, in in this than our uh, to the Sly Cooper series so it's interesting to where they kind of uh, you know after this game they decide you know let's take those two uh, rival uh, you know theme park or or workers or hosts and just have them be like two out of the three main characters of our next Mm -hmm. series Uh, but regarding of what this happens is uh, I mean the story isn't really much again evil bad guys taking over something so you gotta cl- go through all these levels which there's only seven hmm. actually so uh, six little uh, overworlds and uh, just like I, I don't want to say it's like Super Mario 64 because n- the way it goes by itself isn't quite exactly like that but in the sense that you do need to collect something and enough to get you to the yeah. next area which in this case is tickets and each world uh has about i believe uh uh 12 tickets 12 or 16 tickets but lettered from a to i think g yeah no no a to k okay it's it's uh it's from the letters of the alphabet but 
uh, and each of them have basically uh, their own little objective uh, around the area. And there's one for, again, there's one for the main overworld hub world between each of the levels. And then, you know, there's tickets for each of the six levels and then one final level uh, you go through. Each of them have their own themes. So you got like a uh, pyramid world, you got a candy world full of food, you got a world that's like uh, like Aladdin where you're on a uh, carpet and it's uh, very Arabic or, mm-hmm. or Arabic. Um, and, and then you even have a forest level and then uh, just a main uh, theme park on, uh, on the coast of an ocean. So there's a, they have a very diverse selection of levels with each of their own uh, scenarios and th- those scenarios could be anything they could be hey play a little mini game where uh, you're racing against this car or you're trying to build a uh, roller coaster ride and it's there so they do mix up like okay each of these could be uh, you gotta do this objective or that objective or they could be Hey, you know what? The ticket is somewhere up here. See how you can reach it up there. Or uh, the other one, main ones that you see a lot are going through rings uh, or collecting all the coins in each of the uh, levels. You don't necessarily have to collect everything in order to beat the game, uh, which is, I mean, good for those who, uh, I'll, I'll say it, it is a game from the 90s, and like most games from the 90s, there will be those very tough, very tough parts. Because uh, back in the day, they're like, uh, whereas today, uh, game or uh, family-friendly games, they've been, you know, very easy, very gentle. And back in the 90s, uh, games that were 8D mm-hmm. for everyone, they kind of be easy, but then you get to that part where it's like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna kick your butt. And you gotta figure out how to do go through this, uh, and, and it is the same with Rocket Robot Wheels. It also has the thing with uh, '90s games where you, you are given how to pl- uh, you know how to play the game, uh, you know what what's your main objective and everything. But it's not a game that will hold your hand. Yeah. So there will be tickets where you you got kind of get or okay, this is what I need to do. It's gonna be right over here, right over here. And then there are tickets where you really do not have a clue where they are unless you kind of, uh, you know, look uh, or through the camera and look up and see, oh, wait, I can get on these, uh, uh, on the, and on this ledge that's, like, right above me that uh, I didn't see it before. So there is that. Uh, I mean, not, they, they do give hints to each of where the tickets are when you press the start menu and then go to each of the tickets they do give you uh, hints as to okay maybe you need to do this maybe you need to do that so it isn't like they com- they leave you completely lost but it is still a way where like there's no waypoint or anything you know and I, I get it because again this is this is in the Nintendo yep. 64 era so things like those don't exist but uh, I'll say compared to something like Paper Mario 64, where uh, even though it doesn't outright tell you what to do, you can still pretty much, aside from one point, you can still pretty much get through the whole thing, no problem, without even having to look things up. Uh, I actually had the looks, uh, there, there was, 
I mean, towards the end, there was, like, an obstacle where I had to kind of look up and, like, how you even yeah. get through that. Because, uh, yeah, I'll say the difficulty, it's not Dark Souls or Cuphead or anything, but there are moments where uh, it just cranks up to 11, and I'm like, holy yeah. crud. Which, it would be understandable, but it's also a game that's very family-friendly to have these certain obstacles and challenges that are more geared towards adults uh i mean i i guess i get where the intentions were but i'll say that it because of those moments it the game is not exactly for everybody but that's not even saying that it is bad or is not fun or anything because uh i actually found the platform to be very enjoyable uh, the uh, they all the each of the levels they're at they uh, come up with really d- creative and really interesting uh, scenarios to put yourself in. Like the the candy world has this uh, sewers that's filled with a chocolate river or uh, chocolate river, and you get to skied on this little uh, cute little uh, robot bug. That's another thing. There's different vehicles in each level. And they all have their different kinks. Like, in the, the pyramid level, there's a bike you can go on that can glide, which is really cool. Like, I can fly all over the uh, inside of the volcano which and can get me to higher areas, which is great for some uh, tickets or coins to uh, get. And the coins, they are not as important as the tickets, but they still kind of are because uh, you need enough coins to uh, unlock uh, the couple of upgrades that you get like double jump and uh, a freeze ray and grapple all of them become very useful towards uh, later levels uh, but the game never becomes too difficult for the most part as much as there's more challenging uh, stages I haven't gotten to that frustrating level or any anything like that uh, for the most part, I'm just really impressed. Even though this is 1999, and you could—I mean, you could argue, "Oh my gosh, look at the graphics and everything." I'm not that one who makes a huge deal about graphics, and I mean, we've gone to the point where any game developers use the blocky uh, aesthetics of Inten- mm-hmm. Nintendo 64 games as like an art intended yeah. art style. Uh, and it runs very well. Like, the Nintendo 64 is very problematic with its frame rate through a lot of their games. Because some of them will run 30 frames and then they'll drop to 20 or whatever. This game runs from, like, I would say between 30 to 60 frames. But there was never a point where uh, it had, like, the frame rate dropped. And, uh, you know, it, it would slow down for me or yeah. anything. Uh, but it, it was, I mean, the, the, the physics I thought were really cool. Like, it, grabbing uh, a crater or anything or a, a robot enemy and slamming them to the ground, uh, but also just kind of swinging on uh, different uh, mm-hmm. handles and just uh, riding around the place. Uh, the, the platforming is feels Yeah, it really seemed like nice. there's a lot of, like, almost uh, physic- physics puzzles and, like, uh, you know, of... of- yeah. Like carnival-based games and like roller coasters and stuff, because you know, because of the setting, um, those seem to be really cool. Like I didn't get to play it, but uh, that seemed to be something that I hadn't seen in the N64 era. 
I mean, from a physics standpoint, like you mentioned, uh, the N64 game, sure, we can talk about the aesthetics of the, the blocky style that had to, you know, of, of what is needed for the architecture and the limitation of the architecture, but some of the physics seemed, seemed kind of ahead of their time when it came to uh, some of these games. Yeah, especially this yeah. one. And uh, e even today, the, the physics puzzle platforming, like when it comes to just the general gameplay, uh, uh, Rocket Robot on Wheels is great. Like, I I had a lot of fun uh, with the, the some of the platforming uh, challenges, but also uh, just kind of, uh, you know, maneuvering the area and... Uh, you know, the, with the later abilities I'll unlock, uh, just how I get around with platforming, like freezing the water to create snow platforms or grappling on higher edge ledges and just swinging around. Uh, there, there is some very inspired uh, level design. It's not even just with, you know, the physics, but they even do things like the, the second one is a coliseum about color. So they play around a lot around with uh, painting everything a different uh, color, and that actually leads to some certain uh, ticket objectives, uh, such as trying to get inside a club, but you have to paint yourself with a certain uh, color match. Uh, and there's some really cool there, there's some really cool level design in this game uh, throughout. I'll say probably the only mission that I wasn't too crazy about later on. It would just have to be the rings. I mean, that's yeah. just a standard trope with uh, older games is those challenges where you have to run through rings at a certain amount of time. <laughs> Superman uh, style. Yeah. No, not <laughs> as bad as that. I'll definitely say it, no, no, nothing can get to Superman yeah. style or hopefully <laughs> nothing can get to Superman style. But I just have to say is that that's one of the only missions that kind of keeps going on uh, through each of the six worlds that have multiple mm -hmm. uh, tickets and, and while the first half of it is pretty easy like you can kind of get through it but the, the last two uh, man they they were they were a pain in the butt but uh, besides that and, and that's the thing is you don't need to get all the, the tickets in order to just beat the game uh, I mean there is a secret or there's a there's a special bonus for collecting all the tickets, but uh, yeah, I mean it pretty much ends with you defeating JoJo or uh, uh, shall I say Sly Cooper pre Sly yeah. Cooper. Uh, I mean he's got a blue hat on and he's a rac a gray raccoon. I'm like okay that is that was the prototype for Sly Cooper, but he is the villain in this game and. Uh, when you finally get enough tickets to get to the end, uh, the boss fight isn't really a boss fight, but it, he puts you through a series of challenges. And at this point in the game, this is when the difficulty, as I said, cranks up to 11 and gets very, very, very tense. Uh, <clears throat> to kind of put it, put it this way, you're going through seven series of challenges that are based on the worlds that you just explored. Uh, like, again, uh, going through the roller coaster uh, area, going through the, the pain area. Um, oh, and the bombs, that's another uh, gameplay element, is uh, using uh, your, uh, your, your grapple light to uh, carry a bomb and then throw it to places and cause uh, some physics destruction. Which is cool. There's some uh, missions regarding that, 
but there was one at the very end where you had to, uh, you know, get through this course with, uh, with bombs. And here's the thing is, if you run out of health uh, during your during this very lengthy, I wouldn't say terribly lengthy, but there's still, I would say it's still a good half hour long uh, finale, then you have to restart the entire thing over if you lose all of your health. But I will say, again, you can't... There are things to help you on that. Uh, I mean, your health are these little uh, atoms. Each time you get damaged, you, or you... If you fall off a cliff, you don't lose all of your atoms. You just lose one, so that's another thing. Uh, and if you were to fall off a cliff and uh, lose one of your atoms, you'll just spawn right back up to where you previously were before you fell off. So as in, like... Okay, you fell off the cliff. Now you're gonna go right. It isn't. It. Is, I will say it's not that yeah. difficult as far as. But I will say is if you. If you don't or aren't able to figure out how to get through every single course, then uh, which not all of them are timed. Again, there there are certain segments where you do have to get to the end before you know the path behind you gets destroyed and there are others you can just take your time and go okay I, how do i get through this part uh but yeah if you die then you have to restart that level over, all over again and i have because that the the last part with the lava that was the one that kept kill, kicking my butt uh, and i didn't know that i had to run on one of the jump pads to get uh to the other side uh and once i was able to do that and get through that part uh, I, I got through the rest, and, uh, you know, I, I kicked his butt. It's it's that classic video game ending where the bad guy, he gets his comeuppings, and, you know, the the, the main hero who built you, or who uh, who is basically a uh, professor who built all this, uh, the, or this, uh, 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 or circus uh, in the future because uh, he, he built you and then he built uh, all these other things too and uh, so he's like good job you saved the day so hey you know what uh, there's still more tickets to collect if you want but uh, you know it's that classic video yeah. game ending but uh, you know I, I am fine I'll say that there, there are things about it that are dated but the game itself is not dated uh, it's I think as a platformer, it actually holds up better than both, uh, in my opinion, both Crash, Bandicoot, and Spyro. Because uh, you, you look back at those like remastered trilogies, I would say more so Crash, because Crash, those first two games were just meant to be difficult and not much else, but, uh, or at least uh, that's how I feel about uh, the, the Crash trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Spyro, less so. Spyro does have more things going on with this world or anything but uh with this it's it's a very uh interesting platformer that i've not seen much of before but there are some elements of this game that were later used in infamous and in sly cooper such as you know swinging on uh uh, uh poles and trying to you know climb on onto things uh like some of the platforming this was just basically their staple for you know that physics uh collision i wouldn't say collision as in destruction or anything but collision as in just sure. impact that was a good good yeah, starting so, point for them to test out some of these ideas so that's pretty cool 
Yeah, but I think the game itself holds on its own, and it sucks that it didn't sell well, and, uh, they, I mean, they were having to move on and, uh, you know, become or become a part of Sony later on. But, I mean, it's it's a great origin story for Sucker Punch, and they still hold on to that game, too. Like, you go to Sucker Punch's Twitter account, they'll tell you they're the creators behind Ghost of Tsushima, Infamous, uh, Sly Cooper, and Rocket Robot and Wheels. <laughs> so they're still proud so of it. They, yeah. they love that. Yeah, no, they are. And I am, I am proud of it, too. Like, I mean, what they did with it. It's I would say it's not one of Nintendo 64's best exclusives, but it is one a good a solid one to play if you have an N64, uh, which you've said before you do. Uh, it's you know it's a fun game to play. I mean, keep with all the flaws that's got uh, regarding um, you know some, some of the progression and then uh, just the fact that it gets so freaking uh, difficult uh, towards yeah. the end. But, I mean, if you're able to pull through, there is that satisfying conclusion. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a charming game. I would give it, I'd give it a low good, uh, good uh, stamp. Yeah. I enjoyed it. All right, so that, that's uh, something I recommend. I, I also talked about uh, Paper Mario 64 mm-hmm. last week, and I love that even more. So there, there's two games, two great, great N64 I don't know, games. instructions uh, unclear, I'd, playing Ocarina of Time again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. Every time I every time I boot up my PS4, I'm sorry, not PS4, my uh, my N64, I end up playing uh, playing Zelda or um, or WCW versus NWO. I don't think <laughs> they're just okay. so good. But yeah, I'll have to check that one out. And you got to play uh, Island Saver yeah. too, right? Yeah, that's where I'm going to get yeah. into next. Uh, Island Saver. So this was a game that created by a bank in in the uk which they uh and it's called uh nat west but they pretty much put it out there and said hey you know we got a game out for free for all you people stuck in quarantine and you know all, all you parents and kids especially kids who don't really know uh, about all the money that uh, their parents are losing right now from being unemployed and or you're paying more money uh, to try to survive uh so all that all that stuff aside, this is a return to form in some way because we haven't had a lot of educational games recently. Now that is not to say there aren't any educational games out there that exist, especially on mobile phones. My niece Candy plays a lot of them, but we haven't had those educational games that are pretty much straightforward a game but in mind to teach you mm-hmm. things like big brain academy or what's another math one blaster. Uh, from I played math blaster math yeah. blaster yeah math blaster carmen san diego so I this mean... is <laughs> oh carmen san diego i think they have a new one out because they got the netflix carmen san diego i think they released a new uh game yeah. on the oh, switch yeah they do have a new carmen yeah on the nice. on the switch i forgot the name of it but all right so yeah there's that but for this, this is a game about finances and the environment, uh, which you play as this little space explorer who touches down on uh, a uh, island filled of bank animals or bankimals, and which they're pretty much uh, colorful candy uh, versions of animals you know, like there'll be giraffes and uh, gorillas and scorpions and everything. 
so it, it's you're in this very colorful candy world and that's just littered with trash and pretty much your main objective through each of the three uh plus uh, islands to explore is just uh hey you know what each area you go to just clean it up and uh, make it financially stable so the game teaches you about uh you know paying taxes uh about uh loans and interests it simplifies it in a way to where it's very uh understandable to grasp for kids that's good also yeah. making it very fun yeah uh, I mean, you could compare it to Slime Rancher in base, and Slime Rancher was that uh, first-person uh, uh, like farming simulator where you just uh, you know you you have a ranch just filled with uh, these cute little uh, slime balls. I'll say yes, it is a first-person, colorful, family-friendly game where you can suck things up. But I think that's where it ends because uh, Slime Rancher is all about all about these slimes and your interactions with them. This is kind of uh, your interactions with uh, you know many things around uh, finance, around the stock market. Yeah. Uh, they talk about uh, I wouldn't say Bitcoin, but they do talk about uh, currency mm-hmm. transfers, and they take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. So with uh, and so, and it is also one of those peaceful games where there is not a lot of challenge. Where Rocket Robot and Wheels will kick your butt later on. This game is like, no, we're gonna. The only challenge you ever have is that occasionally there's these uh, little litter bugs that'll come up and they'll try to uh, make things a little worse from you by you know messing up the uh, the location you're at and causing sure. more mess. But again, they don't—they don't happen very often. They actually tell you the waves that you're gonna be facing, and the only time you ever really deal with a threat regarding them is when you uh, eventually get to fight a uh, big litter bug, and those are the ones that will guarantee to uh, cause a little bit more slime. But for the most part, uh, this game's not interested in challenging you as much as making you think about money. Yeah, and uh, which is an interesting thing why it's free to play, uh, except for there is a five dollar dinosaur DLC which <laughs> I went ahead and I I I got because I I'll say it right off the bat I've been yeah. loving this game like I was surprised at how good the uh, the the gameplay like how uh, how uh, invested I was in the the gameplay of it all because of how much they engage you with all these different elements uh, that were are revolving around money or revolving around uh, cleaning up the environment. I mean, you're taking, uh, you're cleaning up trash of uh, beer bottles and uh, soda cans. Which, by the way, things, I see a lot around a... here, by the way, because I'm, I'm near, I'm like 10 minutes away from a beach and there's trash freaking everywhere and it's all i mean it's it's been like you know it's been like that historically but now with um you know the beaches opening back up and people are not social distancing there like there's there's still just trash everywhere so whitney and i like picking up trash constantly whenever we go out holy crud yeah it's always been that way we'll like we'll go around to uh we'll go around to the beaches and you know and relax and it's like oh here's a broken broken beer bottle like just in the sand 
you know, if someone, ha you know, walked by it, they could slice their foot. Um, stuff like that all the time. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I mean, it's cool they're, they're showing this kind of stuff because it's, it's important for people to, like, have that responsibility, environmental responsibility, as well as money responsibility. As I, I say that as I was checking my stocks because I was like, oh, I forgot. Uh, I had some stuff that was selling today. Um, that's we, we, I think we as a culture um, and, and men really don't do this at all. Like, don't talk about money. Don't talk about saving. Don't talk about like finances. Don't talk about budget. It's like this taboo thing. So because it's taboo, we bring up children without telling them about like budgeting and, uh, and interest rates and that kind of stuff. It's, it's at least, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like I had very little of that in my upbringing. My parents taught me and then schools don't teach you anything like that. So and I think it, I think a game teaching this is actually really cool to to see that because that that helps your your future in regards to knowing how to budget things, knowing how knowing how to invest even with a little bit of money, um, how to invest and make more money out of your money. Yeah, I mean they do it from other ways. Like uh, it, I mean it, while you're cleaning up the island again, the the bankimals mm -hmm. they're kind of. Uh, they, they add more money too because they're they're basically animals with a little slot somewhere around their <laughs> body and it's a little disturbing later on because they also introduce that some of these animals while uh i mean because for the other thing you have to do besides you know cleaning up the area of uh, trash uh putting them in the, re the different recycle yeah. bins <clears throat> which they also exchange for a couple of coins uh, you also get these different bankimals and you have to, uh, you know, uh, bring the color back into them. Because when they uh, show up, they're all miserable and gray. Sometimes later on, they'll actually have the, ch the, the uh, uh, trash stuck on their little slot. And it gets really disturbing if it's a bankimal and the, the slot is like on their neck area. So yeah, that's weird. You're, you're kind of, you're doing no. There are yeah. some weird things in this game. I, I will say. Uh, I mean, you can you can craft uh, uh, plant seeds out of poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not 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 all sure. all of it, but uh, that's an, that's another gameplay element is that you can also plant some uh, uh, some uh, uh, or different plants that have uh, different foods for the different bankimals. And that's the thing is every time the bankimal eats, it poops, and yeah. <laughs> the and the, the the poop that looks like a colorful coconut, uh, so it doesn't look disgusting or anything. That's the thing is everything is so colorful that even poop actually looks funny. great. <laughs> uh, uh, but there's uh, th there's these uh, seeds you can craft and. Uh, they, they, I mean, so, some of them will require, require poop, but then they'll require, uh, other types of, uh, 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 food or plant food that you see, uh, which there, there's a, there's the whole type of, uh, list of plant food, uh, cause you get so many different, uh, bankable as to, uh, you know, to, to feed and then to befriend. Uh, it's really cute when you finally add color to them, they're all like, yippee, <laughs> yay. They all they all talk, but except the big ones, they're like, yay, yippee, oh my god, I'm I mean, feeling good. I just think it's cool to, to see um, something that's actually fun because that's that's what you have to 
with these, you know, the edutainment, with these educational games, you need to have something that kids want to play that is fun. Um, I mean, because you are competing uh, with, you know, I, I hate to say it, but actual games. And if you're having a game, you're saying, okay, well, you can do this or play Minecraft or play Fortnite. Um, Fortnite's going to win out, but if you if it's at least fun and and the parents are are teaching using that to teach kids, I think that's awesome. So more more of that. No, it no no yeah. it, it is like uh, every every time you complete a uh, different uh, and every time you complete an area, you move to the next. It introduces a new gameplay element. It introduces a new learning lesson about uh, you know about yeah. money, uh, while also just. Uh, I mean, because the whole fun of it is just, uh, you know, cl basically cleaning up the economy yeah. of the area. Because uh, when you find, when you complete it a hundred percent, then everybody's happy. Uh, you see the the money go up, and every time you pass by that area, you start to earn more coins uh, or extra bonus coins. And by the end of each of the uh, islands, you uh, you know, you go through. You end up uh, just getting having so much money in your bank. Uh, now you can't spend it on things. Uh, you can, I mean, you do some of the seeds cost mm -hmm. money, and uh, there's also you, you can buy uh, some paintballs and some hats to you know decorate uh, the, the bankables and some of the environment. But most of it's like to reinvest and, uh, instead of like purchasing things that are you know uh decorative you're you're reinvesting you mentioned buying seeds well that's going to reinvest that that yeah. uh resource Cause, yeah because those, those seeds uh, you know they you water them and uh they turn into plants which the bankables eat food from which you know once the bankables are happy that's another thing when the bankables are uh, fully fed, then they shoot coins out of their, uh, you know, That's their slots. Awesome. So you, I mean, you do get you do get money off of that, uh, and uh, you know later on you'll get the uh, the other exchange coins, which that's where you go to the stock market to uh, look at which coin which coin transfer is high and which one is low, which they change like every millisecond too, so it isn't like you're waiting forever. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the game is easy, so. I'll say is if you're looking for someone to really test or, or something to really test that, uh, you know, spending and uh, saving and everything, you don't get so much of it until you get to the third island when they introduce being in debt. Oh, okay. So you're actually spending most of the time trying to pay off that debt. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, what? that also goes into the, the fourth, uh, the DLC island too with the dinosaurs. Hmm. Uh, so they they introduce new ways to teach and new sort of fun gameplay elements every single island you go to and every single part of that island. So I mean, you're never into the point where you're just going through the same thing again. It's always throwing something yeah. at you. Not only that, the game is short. You can. I, what it really amazed me is that it only took me like I, I it would be not even an hour pass, but just fifty minutes or anything. And I would look at the percentage, and I would be like eighty-five percent complete. Uh, like you can beat this game, the entire game, in probably like four hours, I'd say, or three, maybe yeah. three. Because uh, uh, I mean, they they do have the other thing. You can collect uh, uh, eggs or like the little collectibles in the game. 
from what I can understand, they don't really lead to anything except one little upgrade that you don't... I mean, you can get through the game without needing, but not only that, the eggs are really easy to find, too. Uh, which is fine. I think a game like this, uh, the way it's kind of bringing in the finance elements and turning that into gameplay, I, I think it works better when it's not terribly hard. Because that sure. way, you know, you got kids and adults kind of going into it, and they're kind of they're following it along instead of going like, okay, I don't know what to do here. Uh, so I kind of I totally get why they didn't go for making it too difficult. But I would love a DLC level where they really uh, test your, uh, you know, your financial skills and say, okay, you're in, uh, let's say, ten thousand coins in debt. So try to see how you can find your way out of it. Yeah. Uh, so they introduce they have they play with a lot of gameplay elements, but at the end of the day, it's just a really colorful, uh, a really fun game that runs on sixty frames per second on the Switch, which is the version I yeah. played. Uh, again, looks and plays so much better than Elder Scrolls Blades because that's the thing. I jump from Elder Scrolls Blades in this, and it's like. Wow, there was so much love and care that went into this game, more so than that whatever Elder Scrolls Blades yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, doing. well, Blades was, uh, Blades was a really bad idea and attempt to have Elder Scrolls in mobile. And Bethesda, I mean, I, I say this is a huge fan of Elder Scrolls. Bethesda's games are buggy as heck. Uh, and I, I think that when this didn't, you know, when this didn't take off, they decided not to not to fix and, and work and optimize a lot of stuff because, you know, there are games, I think, uh, like with Fallout 4, um, there were glitches that no one, the glitches and exploits that, like, they still haven't fixed. And then when Fallout New Vegas came out, they were like, oh, this is based on Fallout 4. Let's see. Oh, it's still not fixed in the new product. You mean Fallout, uh, Fallout, Fallout 76, 76? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Fallout 76, yeah. yeah. Fallout 76 came out and people yeah. were like, hmm, let's see if they fixed it for the new game. Nope, still there. So the fact that they are not even caring about their giant flagship games that make them lots of money, yeah, I, I, I figured they weren't going to care about Blades, which sucks because I, I like Elder Scrolls. I would like to play a more casual, like, Elder Scrolls experience on my Switch, but it's just it's just not there. I, you can play... You can play no. Skyrim on your Switch, though, which is fine. It's not, of course, it's not as good as the PC, but uh, you know, to be able to play it on the go, I think it's been pretty fun. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just that game. Yeah, that game had so many issues, but also even just by presentation, mm -hmm. this this game that was made by a smaller group. Yeah, I know it it was published by a bank, but uh, this was probably by a small team. And it, I mean, it runs great. It looks great. Uh, and with Elder Scrolls Blades on the Switch, like it, it, there were so many times where it dropped frame rates to like 15 frames. Yeah. Frames, uh, excuse me. And then there's like characters glitching through the floor uh, or uh, the walls, and like some characters not having voice acting. There, were, there are so many technical hiccups with that that are not in this. So I'm like, wow. No, this is how you put out a free game by the way this free game is also on mobile and which surprised me because it looks that great on, on the switch like there is so much color and detail in the environments so i'm like oh wait this is on mobile too uh yeah so um I, I enjoyed it so much that yeah i did 
go for the the five dollar dlc and that just brought me more excitement to the game uh bring me dinosaurs getting to ride a t-rex and a triceratops uh, and also just uh, or introducing new ways about, uh, you know, the fact that if you don't pay your bills and your internet service goes out, so they talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they talk about, um, you know, having to, uh, or, or like a uh, an online system to paying uh, debt. Yeah. So uh, it's it's creating a lot of interesting scenarios about saving money and also saving the yeah, environment. Yeah, and, and Animal but, Crossing uh, isn't teaching you that because you know you take out a loan from Tom Nook and there's no you know there's no interest rate on your loan. So I don't know if there's an interest rate in that game paying off debt, but there is. It's again, it is simplified so kids can understand. Sure. Uh, that that's one thing I will say is that. If you want the full detail on finance, this is this is making sure everything is sure. reminder where you, you got this really fun game with just some great level design and just some great some really uh, yeah. addictive gameplay. But at the same time, here are some things we're going to introduce you, and they do talk about in- interest loans uh, and w- which is introduced in the third world, I think, and then they bring that forth that in with the uh dlc dinosaur world uh the point i'm gonna make is this is one of my the my favorite games of this year because there's so many things this small uh game about educating on finance and about uh environmental health that's is just incredible uh, and even just as a free game sure. too because when you think about free games you're so used to just being bombarded with microtransactions you're uh which is another thing elder scrolls blades did they try to put you with all these wait times and everything and uh island saber does not do any of that the only thing it says is that, hey you know what you like the game well five dollars for the the dinosaur world and i'm like okay i'll, I'll do that and it brought more yeah. to the game in fact, I, the only thing that I came out of this is, like, I want yeah. more. And I, 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 I hope uh, seeing the positive reception that they've got, because I looked on Steam, and this got, like, a 10 out of 10 on its uh, PC release. So, I mean, people are really loving this, and I, I am too. So, yeah, I know it's weird when you think of a game called Island Saver, and it's about, you know, money and... and, and uh, uh, and, and, you know, in, environmental health that this would be on my top 10 favorite games but again it's it's so relaxing like Animal Crossing but yet I came out learning yeah. something uh, and, and that's awesome cause, yeah, like I said because it's something we, yeah. we don't teach in other ways and games can teach things like this um, you know which I think that's a downside to Tom Nook I mean I know he has some some giant loans but you know, I you know I got my I've I've paid off everything in there, and I'm just playing the stock market and trying to, you know, um, upgrade my island and everything. But uh, it surprised me how there was no interest rate. You know, he give you a loan for, you know, uh, X amount of uh, bells, and there's just no interest rate, so you could have that and never pay off your house. I mean, your your last expansion, you could just get that last expansion and then what, like. I paid it off, but he's not, uh, you know, it's not like there's there's penalties, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, but last loan is, what is it, 2.4 million or something like that for the last loan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like I paid that, that off, uh, I mean, 
part of it's because I'm playing the stock market on there. Um, so I, I, I got, uh, upgraded the house and paid it off immediately. But um, if there was an interest rate, then it would have a reason for people to do that. I know people who got to that and they're just like, I'm not, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> like they're doing other things. So yeah. I think it's cool that they're, they're teaching that, even if it's simplified, teaching that kind of penalty to say, you know, you can do this, but you're going to have this, you know, this neg this downfall uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to that. Um, after I'm done recording. Like, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm gonna do a quick clap here okay. so that way you can hear where that cut is. If you want to cut that up. <laughs> no, I, actually, I, I, I you know, the only thing is I, I went to. Uh, uh, my, my dad okay. uh, uh, asked me about dinner, so no, I'm not gonna cut that out because you you said some really interesting things. Yeah, so, I, I just, mean, just I because went, I'm not I went quiet. Mean, I no, was... I just went quiet for a little bit. Cause yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay. I was. No, I didn't have a lot right, more. But... No, it's okay. I didn't have a lot more to say. But yeah, either yeah. either way, um, yeah, I think I think it's cool to see to see this kind of stuff and free uh, is even better because that'll that yes that uh, I know parents... free on every single gaming yeah. platform yeah. by the way. So PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Uh, and even Apple, and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Uh, so yeah, this is one of my favorite games. I, I highly recommend that's it. So that it. that's what I have to say about uh, Island Saber. It's so great. Uh, that leads us to you were talking about uh, Animal Crossing. Let's talk about your favorite uh, company, uh, PETA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you told me before this <laughs> recording. You said they were terrorists. Yes. So they've. I mean, and and. If you don't know who I, if you don't know anything about me, know that I'm a huge animal lover. So I have two dogs that I call my dogters. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have kids. I have, I have pets. I have two dogs. I have a chameleon who I take on walks. I mean, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a leash, but if he wants to come out uh, of his cage, he hangs out on my shoulder. And sometimes I take him around the neighborhood for a walk because he likes it and he gets some, gets some, uh, some good sunlight. Peta is terrible though. They they've been uh, they firebombed uh, uh, places. I mean, the, all, all the kinds of terrible things that you could imagine that someone would do. That's like, oh, that's not the right way to get your your opinion uh, uh, brought about. Peta has done so, it. So there is there is one two things I have to say yeah. about that. For one, now I'm gonna say that I have a an old friend of mine who is vegan sure. and she works with Peta. Okay, yeah, they've got a lot of. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, bringing uh, plant-based uh, food to yeah. everywhere. And I, I'll say is that uh, she is a great friend, a very understanding. Sure. Uh, and, and, and I'm not attacking individuals. Uh, By the way, I was, and I was vegetarian for almost 10 years. So, I mean, like, I'm all about animal yeah. rights. Don't, don't get me wrong. But they do, about, do it in the wrong way. And this is an example of them doing things in the wrong way. Individuals at PETA, I'm the, not going to attack. I just mean PETA as a whole does things the wrong way. And that's the weird thing that I even would say about PETA is that I don't know which version of or division of PETA because the PETA people that I have met, they've, they were, there would be people who mm -hmm. love uh, uh, Pokemon and love uh, oh, sure. the Lion King. But then you look at this PETA, and this PETA is going the, the after this story here, which they already were upset about. PETA, PETA's continued to hate on Animal Crossing, and before they were they were talking about how terrible it was because you um, you're fishing in the game and you're catching insects in the game, and they're saying you know this is this is terrible, um, which everyone laughed at, and now they're literally protesting in the game or showing like. <laughs> 
these uh, they're spreading showing pictures where they're protesting out uh, protesting outside of Blathers' museum, saying "Empty the tanks, the fish belong in the sea." These are digital. They're not. They're not fish. It's an algorithm. It's it's an algorithm that get, then brings about an animation based on the algorithm and how what you caught. It's not uh, a fish. It doesn't act like a fish. It doesn't know any. It it is. Uh, one of the simplest things in regards to coding, I mean that in a nice in a, the nicest way to people who make games, and they're they're saying that this is um, that this fake representation of, a, of an aquarium should be emptied. That's just dumb. Um, and again, ignoring the fact that aquariums and zoos like help in breeding programs because I don't know if you know like my wife's a vet tech and we know a lot about that stuff like. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but like cheetahs have been so inbred that like they can literally do organ organ transplants and skin grafts to any of them because they're almost genetically identical because their population has gone so low. Zoos have been the only thing that have kept these things alive and been able to be healthy and in the and the wild and not in the wild. For them to protest these things is hilarious, and it's it's Blathers Museum. It's a fake museum. It's just ridiculous. The, the other thing that I have to say is with all these protests, which has any of this been successful? Because if you look at PS history with video games, they've done this for a while. So it's like, why be, why feel uh, a threat? And I wouldn't say threat. And why feel like there's a possibility sure. of what they are doing could have an effect on anything? Sure. In fact, if anything, every time they come back and talk about their their distaste for our things that happen in these video games i mean again as you say they just come back and get laughed yeah. at so i i even have to ask Peter, like why even continue yeah i this? mean if if you had a game that was glorifying violence against animals okay i get it protest that game i saw that they they, they had a problem with red dead redemption and red dead redemption 2 and i'm sure that they said something about far cry or what have you in regards to the hunting and they did and and that i'm like okay but it's first of all, it's it's a it's a fake animal, and if anything, then you should say that you had a problem because you skin it for a pelt, and that's it. Like if anything, that. But the fact that we're talking about a game where you're simulating hunting, which is natural, which is used, you know, not only used to actually to to eat, but also used to to call herds naturally, and uh, like deer and other other animals that uh, and and hogs. They get completely crazy out and you know, uh, overpopulated, and there's no other predator to, to deal with them. We are that apex predator, so we can do that. We can you know use it in a good way, but for them to come down on that kind of game is crazy. And I, I haven't seen them say anything about there's a there's a uh, a new a, you know a new hunting game that's coming out later this year, and I haven't heard anything about them protesting that. That's the funny thing is they they're it's almost like they're kind of trolling because they're going after ga games that have a pop and I think the reason why they don't know about those hunting games is because they aren't as popular as sure. known as something like Animal Crossing. Like the the funny thing though, even though I'm saying that, they looking at the history of games they went after, they're even games that people don't talk about anymore, like Burger Time. Yeah. That, that's on the list of. Games that PETA does not like. Burger Cut Time, for those who don't know, that's an. I think that was arcade or. It was NES. arcade. It was arcade. I'm sure. I, I think it may have yeah, come out of the there too, but yeah. It's just. 
if you're going to protest something, I mean, protest something that matters. And I'm sorry, these these the, Animal Crossing is one of the most wholesome games uh, that appeals to somehow appeals to everybody. And actually, one of my someone sent a, a meme about uh, it was like a bunch of bodybuilders like on their phones, and they were all texting about like the stock prices, like you know, like what are your turnips selling for? Oh, bro, I'm gonna open up my island. Like someone posted that and I was like, huh, funny. Cause I got a bodybuilder friend of mine who loves animal crossing. Like you don't, you, you never know, uh, who's going to, who it's going to appeal to. And animal crossing appeals to so many people because it's wholesome and it hit at the right time where we're all, a lot of people out of work, depressed. we got a pandemic going on, but you know what, let's just relax and, and, you know, grow some fruit on our island. That, how cool is that? Yeah. Um, the other thing besides that and they i mean i i'm kind of re i'm reading up all the the things that they they, they went against i mean yeah you got things like far cry you even got Mel Gear solid three wow. snake eater uh yeah for yeah. eating animals yeah. to get health uh assassin's creed for black flag for hunting a whale uh banjo kazooie for <laughs> for kazooie being on in the backpack that's that's just that's ridiculous that is totally ridiculous there are things that there are things that they could and should Super, be yeah. should be you know protesting um and there are things i'm not even i mean i could bring up i'm I, i'm not going to use this against them but uh if you didn't know PETA puts down more animals than all other shelters combined they're but at the same time, they're doing it because they have to. So people have used that against them. I'm not even using that against them. I'm like, what what they're doing as an organization is not furthering. It, you need to be able to show the common sense aspect of it. And I feel like they're so far, uh, so far into their echo chamber that they don't they don't understand the common sense of like I know that they were outraged about fake fur. A while ago and i'm like this is fake you're not even using real fur but they're like oh but it's glorifying uh fur or oh, fake leather yeah or fake leather i'm like this is this is like uh, you know some even if it's like plant-based or whatever it is i'm like who cares it's fake leather on a shoe why can't we just get about go about that yeah actually warhammer 40k was one of the things one of the games and uh they are talking about the the fur on the the, uh, the the space marines so and the other thing going back to what you're saying I mean again I know PETA people they're very kind they're very sure. collective and they, they they're not people who would just go out of their way for th fictional things like this they got better things to do so I have I have no idea if this is the same PETA or no, it's the, PETA it's the same. It's just different people in the organization or some of the some of the higher ups. And the other thing that I've seen in the organization, I know people who have worked there and they will have times where they're like they're given a direction. And in the direction, it's like it, it, it's straight out of a spy movie because they're like, this is what I need you to do. But but if if you're asked, you were never told to do this. And it's straight up like out of like Mission Impossible, like we're going to disavow ever telling you to do it and they're told straight up by the way this is what i want you to do and if we if you're asked by anybody then we're not going to side with you we're going to say no that it that it wasn't that it wasn't PETA that gave you the so when you have people like that again it's not the whole organization but you have people within the organization that are that are that unethical in a group that's supposed to be about efficacy 
is is crazy. Being now, if we want to talk about to to me, what they should be straight up going going hard on is uh, is the way that animals are treated when in regards to processing plants. You know, you you may not be able to get people to stop eating chicken, but how about the way that people do treat chickens? Because the ones that are like uh, that are called uh, what is it like you know free cage and all that like they're they're cage free chickens. They have hardly any space. Um, they they feed them terrible food. Uh, you know with with all of these different uh, different meats. So if anything, why don't you go over go against that? Like go head on into how we treat these animals that are then going to be eaten. There's your steps, baby steps into you know people not eating meat. And there's so many great meatless options right now that 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 yeah. that's really fantastic to be able to to have these options, but. Uh, at the same time, they're still more expensive than than meat if it's a if it's yeah. one that's supposed to be tasting like meat. Um, but at, like, like I said, I think that they should be doing that in a in a to to say, hey, let's ethically treat animals. We don't want you to eat them, but if you're going to eat them, why not give them a decent life before uh, before you know they're they're used for food? Um, because that to me is terrible, and I don't see them using their 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 uh, status and their uh, their um, level of of notoriety for that. That's what I I would push for if I were them. I'm sure that they are, but I don't see news stories on it. Yeah, I mean the other thing is I uh, they should push for maybe another thing they could do. It, it, they could push for like lower prices on the plant based yeah. meat or the the. Uh, uh, meatless options because that's another reason why people were, were resort to meat and you know all that before yeah like the beyond of, meat stuff is is good like um yeah. i didn't like it as chili by the way it's really good on the grill though um the beyond beyond burgers are but if there was some way to have some type of um you know either lowering the price or to ask the government to say hey can you can you help and make this more of a viable option, similar to what they've done with solar, right? We know solar is good for for the environment, so there's incentives the government gives to solar companies and to individuals. Not to say that they, uh, because if every if the government just gave you a tax credit because you were a vegan, everyone would pretend to be vegan, but at least to, to help reduce the price of these things because like I said, there's great, there's great meat options. I've not found good cheese options, I'll be honest. I still eat regular cheese, but there's, I, I'm not, I'm not veg anymore, but I, I eat a lot. I eat a good amount of plant-based stuff because it's all, it's so close to the real thing. And if you're putting it in a burger and a sandwich, uh, that kind of thing, you've got enough other toppings that you can fool your taste buds enough to say, ah, oh, I feel, you know, I feel like I had my burger fix for a while. Yeah. I, but I, I, you know, I don't know what to even think about it. I mean, I, I would even ask my my vegan friends about this, but then I'm kind of hesitant on it because I'm like, maybe they don't even want to be associated with the yeah, crazy people. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't that, think. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know that these are these are the extremes in the industry in the industry and yeah. the organization, but they make the organization look bad. 
Um, when when yeah, you're protesting, do. when you're protesting one of the most wholesome games, um, I'm sure they protested against Cooking Mama, which is another amazingly wholesome they game. Have. I, they I, have, they I figured, have, I figured, <laughs> they did. Which is another, I looked that up. They wonderful did. wholesome games that teaches that teaches. Uh, it may not be teaching you a recipe, but it teaches it teaches you know different ideas of like, oh, you need to cut the carrots, you need to do this. Like those simple steps, even if you're not teaching a recipe, you're teaching a kid a principle uh, involved. Um, and that's crazy because people need to be able, pe people need these life skills more. Uh, and I say that as someone who, um, you know, I had home ec when I was, when I was in school, home ec's not really a thing anymore. I had, uh, I had wood shop. I had wood, uh, I like I did woodworking in middle school and nobody does that stuff anymore. But at the same time, like if you were teaching things like automotive repair, like basic automotive repair and sewing, like you would, you would help make people more self-sufficient. And then, you know, maybe you could make more masks uh, and, and sell them on Etsy too. <laughs> Cause now all my friends yeah. who, are, who know how to sew are selling masks because so many people don't know how to sew that my friends are selling ma that everyone that I know who sews is selling masks except for me. Yeah. So, uh, that leads us to the last thing about PETA because you, we mentioned cookie mama. Mm -hmm. So they have on their site, PETA dot or, uh, org. They even have a PETA kids.org. They, are developers themselves they make their own games their own flash games i had no idea but but here's the kicker they're all flash games that are uh parodies of known games uh and that and not even like joking they're actually their parodies as in they'll use this sort of idea but just to send their uh you know their animal yeah. rights message I just found it. pokemon black and blue <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yes, that's one of them. Wow. There's Pokemon Black and Blue. So you're gonna you're gonna fight this evil scientist who who I guess experiments on on animals because Pikachu has a has a leash or a, a chain on, and the evil scientist has like a, a scalpel and a syringe. That's, yeah, yeah, and and it's. The, it, it's kind of disturbing with some of these games too. I mean, yeah, Pokemon definitely. They got one about uh, I think it's called like Pokemon. They have a couple of Pokemon games. They have one called like Pokemon and yep, Animal Rights yep. or Pokemon Fast Food Nation. Uh, How about this one? How about this one? Yeah. There's a there's a quiz. I don't know if this would be a game because it's under the list of games, but it's really a quiz, and it's called uh, it's called take a, it's called take the KKK or AKC quiz. <laughs> Whoa. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Uh, they're saying you're gonna spot the difference. Uh, you know what is it? Uh, labeling, a labeling of um, uh, AKC talking about uh, animals being mixed, uh, mixed breed of, of multiple breeds, and the KKK talking about people of mixed races. Um, wow, Ava not available on. Sorry, it says available Flash only. I, I have Flash. I don't know what's going on there, but. Um, but either way, I'm like, that. That's pretty. That's pretty terrible. Like, who who plays these things? Who wants to play these things? Apparently, they've all been critically receptive or uh, on or uh, reception, and yeah, people actually went and reviewed these I games. Uh, and it started way back in 2001 with uh, Make Fred Spew and Save the Chicks, which. 
uh, they they have so many ones, and I look up images of these, and they looked they look screwed yeah. up. Like there's one for Super Mario World, because that that's another thing they Peta had beef with. The reason is is because of that Kanuki suit. Wow. And their whole deal is no, the Kanuki wears that skin, not you. And there's an image of uh, the uh, a Kanuki slaughtering Mario. That's ridiculous. And, and they don't even don't, they're not even yeah. understand you're not wearing an actual suit. Like you're not wearing an animal's pelt. The fact that they didn't even realize that and it's a it's a transformation. I'm right now I'm playing cooking cooking mama's mama kills. Yes, they got a cooking what? mama. They got the a cooking heck? mama one. Yeah, this is this is so ridiculous, so ridiculous. It is so messed up too. Like, what are they trying to achieve with this? Because uh, they they all, I mean, they're all just to try to make you feel terrified for playing these games. I mean, they do have that imagery. Like they, it's 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 eva- <laughs> it's evaluating my speed of plucking the turkey, and now I've got to now I've got to remove the organs, like. I'm like, yeah, that's that's terrible. Like, and I, I think people should know where if people are going to eat meat. I think, and I'm saying this as a city boy, but I think it's important to know where your meat, where your food's coming from, and everything. I'm like I said, I'm an animal lover, but I also eat I also eat meat. But I think there is a disconnect. But this is so much of a disconnect that it's that it's just weird. It's just odd. Um, it's tone deaf, is what it is. It's completely tone deaf. Here's. Here's another one. So uh, there's something about like putting eggs into a bowl. And um, I literally had to tell a coworker this uh, before, not to get too too graphic, but he didn't understand that chicken eggs are not necessarily fertilized eggs. I don't know if you knew that or how much you knew about it. Okay, so a lot of people don't know that. A a chicken egg that you get in the store and, and it shouldn't, I mean, the ideal is that it's not, that it's not fertilized. You don't have a chance of, uh, of gestation of the egg, right? So the, so if you're buying uh, eggs from the store, they're not fertilized, right? And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into like, gore, like details. Like I, I basically told, I gave him a, um, what, what's, what's the show rated? Can I, can I say something that's kind of gross? Uh, I, I mean, it's, I, I'll, I won't. Okay, I won't. I, I won't then. I'll, I'll just I, say. Uh, you, I, I would, you know what? I, I do uh, talk a little bit about sure. some, some things that are, but I, I would. I'll steer away from it. That's fine. You know what? It's, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. a fertilized uh, chicken egg. It is an unfertilized egg. You are not eating something that could become life. You're eating something that never could become anything because it's not fertilized. So unfertilized chicken eggs if anything you should you should have a problem with the way the chicken is treated because if you have a chicken at your house i've got friends of mine who have chickens and there's no there's no rooster involved the chickens lay eggs and there's no fertilization if you put that thing away it could never become a thing because they're not fertilized that's genetics um so if anything like eggs shouldn't really be a problem unless you talk about the treatment of the animal like i said um but I, I, I run into so many people that don't know that, that don't know that the chickens will will produce eggs. Uh, they produce eggs regularly, not based on uh, a rooster being involved. If a rooster is there, they produce more eggs, though. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, I ran across the site because, yeah, that, that's... That, I mean, that's the thing is I'm not against all of this like they have something called uh you know super meat boy they're super tofu boy i'm like okay out okay. of all things 
That's gotta be the one of the innocent ones. You're not trying to show, try to make people feel horrible for playing yeah, these games. I mean, well, I, uh, who who goes? Who wants to play? Who who goes out and plays these games other than people who are like who are I guess like us who are li- who are saying what the heck is this I guess I'll I guess I'll look J though here's one J Lo Monster in Fur, which is against uh, uh, so uh, what's her name uh, what's wrong with me this uh, one. Jennifer Lopez yeah I'm just like yeah. I'm like what because she has because she has fur uh, fur clothing clothing line. Who goes out and plays these? What are you helping in your agenda? That I think that this is all pandering to the base, as opposed to trying to get other people to say to see, oh, hey, this is this is unethical. This is the way you should treat animals. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Is just PETA is just a weird company. You just like I just don't even know the mi- mindset for some of these things, but I, it's like. All right, so I guess you want to tell people to hey, you want know, to stop abusing animal and animals in video games. Uh, you know, I, I I can't wait for the next. The, I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm looking forward to it, but there will be an, a next yep. time uh, we'll hear Pete again. Maybe they'll make a video game parody of it. I, I oh, uh, you know, maybe you're fight, maybe you're slaying animals in Assassin's Creed Viking, uh, or I I don't know what. Whatever insert popular yeah. game that's gonna have you and not, maybe not even actually kill animal. What if there was just a game where uh, you get to toss an animal into uh, a hoop or something, and the animal is fine or something? Yes, yeah, that, that. See, I I could see where they're like, hey, that's not right. You shouldn't treat animals that way. Okay, I get it. It's glorifying mistreatment of animals. I get that, but but. Um, you have games that are not about glor- not about uh, being um, overtly glorifying uh, gore or glorifying mistreatment. You know, like um, they're like PETA. I, I just did a Google here. PETA launched its own Animal Utopia Minecraft server. I'm like, okay, great, good for you. Like Minecraft, you can play Minecraft and never kill the animals. You can play Minecraft. And you can uh, you can plant um, you can plant vegetables. You could uh, grow. You could, I guess, breed chickens to have eggs uh, and never kill the chickens. I mean, come on! Like, there's ways to do this. It's just uh, to me, it's the it's the wrong way to go about it. I like the, being able to give that option. The fact that Minecraft has the option to never kill an animal uh, intentionally. You know, you could accidentally do something, but like, yeah. it's kind of like playing Fallout New Vegas. You can you can beat Fallout New Vegas without killing anyone. And that's cool. Give me that. Give me that kind of option. Yeah. Well, until next time, <laughs> uh, Peta, <laughs> they'll they'll be back. Uh, and we'll and we'll at, make fun of you, Peta. Next time, next time you come at us with that, we'll make fun of you again. <laughs> you maybe uh, well, I I don't know. I'm back and forth on whether or not I should even talk to my vegan friends. I, would, I, would, I don't I'd, think I'd, they want to. I would be like, okay. I'd be like, is this ridiculous to you? Because it's a video game. It's a video game where you do this. Is that like? Then they'll probably be like, "Oh, it's you glorifying know, it, whatever." I I have you know I, yeah actually I have a picture in my head how I would present the question. Yeah. So maybe I will. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Peta would probably hate uh, Rocket Robot on Wheels too because there's a there's a part where you can abuse some sheep. See. So. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there's something to protest. Don't okay. don't protest the normal things. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, well. That was that. Yeah, I had a fun little show, and that'll be it 
for today. I had a great time talking to you, Patrick, and uh, yeah, I hope maybe these will be interesting stories to tell your wife about, but maybe if she or maybe she doesn't give a crap. Oh yeah, she'll she'll laugh about it. Now I'll tell her about it. And uh, so coming up, this when does this uh, this come out? Uh, when do you air your podcast? By the way. Uh, so I will like as soon as I get uh, your your end yep. of the recording. I'll start editing, but it'll likely be uploaded tomorrow okay, perfect. morning. Because the, the internet slows down later today, sure. so uh, pretty much the day after I record is when I uh, yeah. bring it up. I was going to so say then, that'll be when uh, this, Last yeah. of Us 2, if you're listening to this on the day of the uh, uh, that we uh, came out, uh, so that's May 27th has the state of play. Um, so if you want to check that out, that's some good stuff coming up in the future. Uh, just stay out of the comments, because people will spoil the heck out yeah. of that thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was that. And then I'll be back to another episode because I'm doing two episodes of the Gaming Tadpole a week. And uh, uh, on Thursday, I'll have Chris Flood, a high school friend of mine. We'll be talking about SpongeBob, the movie, the video game, and the indie game Slain 2, along with whatever news comes up in the later half of the week. And then uh, this episode of the Pond Theater, we will be reviewing the high notes. Uh, the wrong Missy, uh, becoming and uh, what was the other one? Oh, Dangerous Lies. All movies that Patrick has never heard I of, and I watch a lot but, of movies. Oh, I watch bad movies too, so I've not heard of those. Oh, okay, then okay, then you will you you might you might enjoy Dangerous Lies, uh, and uh, uh, the wrong Missy will uh, make you tear your head off or your ah. hair off because while you may have not heard the name, you probably have heard the company uh, Happy yep. Madison. So that is. Those are two. Those are two bad. I'm. You know. I'm. I'll get into when I review those movies. But those are two bad eggs. I'll say out of the four movies that I'll be talking nice. about. But yep. And then back again next week. So till then, I've said Facebook Ponsrest, uh, Instagram Ponsrest. This will be uploaded SoundCloud.com/slash/Ponsrest and also on Stitcher/slash/PonsFeed. Uh, and then, you know, philox36 at gmail.com, philox36 at gmail. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, Twitter at chasepawn64. I, I occasionally also still write too, as I wrote my thoughts on the Middle East banning uh, The Last of Us 2, so go check that out. Where can they find The Land Cave and you? Yeah, we're, we're The Land Cave everywhere on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're on Spotify, anywhere you want podcasts. Uh, we're live every Thursday evening at uh, 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, and then that is then put up as a uh, YouTube video and a podcast. And I may look at doing video on Spotify as Joe Rogan's moving there So with video. So I may move over there as well. Not not move completely, but I may host videos over there as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm looking at more ways to you know branch out my stuff yeah. too. Like I, I've been trying to look at Podbeam and trying to figure out how that is. So I mean, you know, and I'll look at Spotify. So I'm. I'm. A, my goal is eventually to get onto those platforms and Apple Podcasts. But hopefully, Stitcher is a good uh, step to the L. I think so. But anyway, uh, that is it for today. So, uh, again, have a good rest of the week, and I'll talk to you guys another time. See ya.